Coming up today on Podcast 1952, BMW says Tesla is playing catch-up. Elon Musk says the $25,000 Tesla will be built in Berlin. And more success for Volvo making EVs. Plus, stay tuned because later in the show, I'll tell you what Neo just said about selling their cars in Europe. But first, this is how to do highway charge stops. Somebody who I follow on X, he works at My Energy, and he knows a lot about charging, more than pretty much anyone about how to do uh, charging and all the infrastructure around it, because Tom used to work uh, for BP Pulse. And this is a planning application going into uh, one of the highway ch- uh, stops here in the UK. It's uh, Weatherby, it's a motorway station on the A1M, and they're putting a solar farm in. It's a five megawatt solar farm, I think, but also 130 new EV charging bays and 54 heavy goods vehicle charging bays. Now, from the look of it, we can see the building. If you're watching the YouTube version of this, uh, the building uh, is on the right-hand side of the planning application, and there are 12 bays there which are accessible, disabled spaces, whatever we uh, should call them, which are near the entrance of the building, which makes perfect sense, and there'll be step-free access and things like that, I imagine. And then in the middle of the picture, we're looking at 118 parking spaces for EVs. What this document doesn't tell us is the speed of those charges or anything about the hardware going in. But I can't imagine for the life of me, this is a, you know, it's a motorway service station. People are dropping in for 20, 30, 40 minutes at the most. I can't imagine they're going to be seven kilowatt posts because that would be you know, not the easy thing to do, but the more achievable thing to do with a bunch of sevens or 22s in. But uh, I can't imagine these will be any slower than they can't even be 50 kilowatt, really. They've got to be 150 units or, you know, maybe some sort of, or there will be some load management on the site or maybe there'll be units that are, you know, variable, like the camp hour stuff or just load balancing. But anyway, my point being, uh, this is how to do a highway charge stop, a motorway charge stop. I mean, hopefully there'll be things like, uh, you know, canopies over the top and all those, but Either way, just the sheer numbers, and yes, they're putting in a huge solar farm nearby, and I imagine some batteries as well uh, to uh, get the grid connection uh, achievable, but still, brilliant. Can just everyone who is thinking about charging near main roads look at this and go, right, this is the blueprint. It's just so cool. Right, okay, moving on. And Elon Musk has been, well, he was here in the UK talking about artificial intelligence, then flew from here to Germany for Giga Berlin, uh, confirming uh, that Tesla's 25,000 euro EV will be produced at the Giga Berlin facility. Well, the affordable Tesla model has been the subject of speculation over the years with global locations like China and Mexico both getting the nod at various points in time. And now it seems it's the the turn of uh, the Germans to be told they'll be making the the cheaper vehicle here, which they still haven't launched Cybertruck. They've still got a Roadster. They've got a semi-truck. I mean, I know I've seen some, some analysts financial analysts, uh, who this is their job. They're meant to be experts, probably far more intelligent than I am, uh, saying this car comes out in 2024. Um, And you're like, (laughs) smoking something, really? So either way, uh, fantastic news that he's, uh, you know, spreading the love around. This this vehicle could be five or ten years away. Who knows? But it's interesting to talk about. Uh, All right, let's move on. And in an article that I found on build.ede, yes, it's in German, and yes, I've run it through Google Translate because my German's not very good. Uh, He has been talking to the employees there and last year salaries were raised by up to six percent this year they will be increased by an additional four percent effective with the upcoming november 
pay run. Additionally, starting in next February, February 24, annual salaries of production workers will be increased by €2,500. Mr Musk personally thanked the employees at the facility, according to this article, for their efforts in ramping up the factory and the wage increases were communicated during an internal team meeting, uh, which, by the look of it, this publication has access to, uh, described as a result of Tesla's standard internal process of regularly reviewing employee compensation to ensure fair pay. Tesla did emphasise there is no connection at all between the wage adjustments and recent union activities. That's contrary to the claims made by IG Metal, the union, which recently portrayed a potential wage increase as the success of their increasing action there. All right, moving on. Let's talk about Volvo next and the XC40 and the C40 recharge with longer range and better charging. We've seen this with the Polestars, and this tech is being rolled out with the Volvos for the 2024 uh, model year in the US. The XC40 now has a longer range of 293 miles EPA, a significant enhancement over the previous. The C40, 297 miles, just a little bit more. Um, charging is faster, a new 82-kilowatt-hour battery that'll go 80%, 10 to 80% in 28 minutes, peaking at 200 kilowatts DC fast charging. This announcement coming as part of the uh, pricing announcement, which came out yesterday. The all-wheel drive versions get a range increase as well, but obviously not. the numbers won't be as high as what I just told you about for the uh, rear-wheel drive versions. Uh, that is the XC40 Recharge twin motor, 254 miles, but that's still 30 miles more than its predecessor. Despite all of these brilliant improvements, from a tech perspective, pricing is about the same. There's been some adjustments here and there, but really it's 55, 52,000 starting for the XC40 and 53,500 for the C40 recharge. Remember, of course, they miss out on any federal tax credit action in the Inflation Reduction Act, but leasing is probably a good way to get around that because uh, you can still get the discount with leases. Volvo's doing really well, by the way. Uh, the EV sales have been soaring globally last month in October, year over year, 18% increases. Plug-in hybrid sales for Volvo have decreased by 8%. In the US market, Volvo's EV sales up by 49% last month in October, with 1,240 vehicles sold. Europe's also showing big growth with 7,009 EVs sold, outperforming plug-in hybrid sales, uh, which are about 6,500. Now, year-to-date figures for January to October. Uh, the uh, big spike in Volvo's numbers have come from Europe, really, compared to the same period last year. And that's before we even talk about the EX30. The EX30 is a small car, crossover, new entry-level EV. But so many people are talking to me about this and getting excited about it. 36 and a half thousand euros starting price thirty five thousand dollars starting price in the u.s 69 kilowatt hour battery rear motor 268 horsepower epa estimated 275 miles very minimalist inside because they've really stripped everything back to reduce the costs and loads of people are talking to me about this this vehicle can't wait for it to arrive now we'll talk about bmw next saying that their sales outlook is good and they're avoiding price cuts a strong sales quarter uh, that they're rolling into for the final one of the year they say pre-orders extend well into next year and no inclination towards copying the rest of the ev industry following with price reductions of which there are more today and i'll tell you about those in just a second 
But the CEO of BMW, Oliver Zipser, uh, saying that their focus is on growth rather than uh, market share expansion through lowering the prices. Uh, Q3 results aligned with forecasts. Very robust results, they say, and that the demand for BMW's EVs is good everywhere, even in China, despite aggressive pricing from its competitors. And they say they're not going to go down the same route as just cutting costs to drive volume. They think that they can hold their margins, which are about 10 11% on their automotive business exactly where they are. Sales of fully electric BMW models, 15% of total sales in the third quarter. Now let's talk some more BMW news. And that is how I told you earlier this week about their, their cylindrical batteries. But in a subsequent interview with Automotive News Europe, they actually compared themselves to Tesla and said that Tesla might need to do some catching up. Well, BMW's group production chief said that their upcoming EV batteries may set a benchmark that Tesla needs to catch up with. Their new designed cylindrical cells will be 4695s or 46120. So that is 46 millimetres in diameter and 95 millimetres in height or 120 millimetres in height, depending on the vehicle that it's going into. The new cells will be high nickel, low cobalt cathodes and an anode with increased silicon better energy storage, better efficiency. They say they went for cylindrical cells to boost the energy capacity and because they could reduce the production costs. Tesla, Lucid, Rivian, they all have that cylindrical cell format. They're going to be made by CATL and Eve Energy in China, Europe and North America. And that's different to the likes of General Motors, which have gone for the large format pouch cells for their Ultium-based EVs. And maybe everyone is able to get it right, or maybe there'll be one technology which is uh, more advantageous over the years as we go into this next generation of electric vehicles. Can't wait to find out. Mass production, by the way, of the BMW iX2 just started this week after its October reveal at their German factory. The base model iX2 xDrive 30 starts at €56,500 in the UK. The M Sport version is £57,000. Well, the company's not yet announced a delivery schedule for the iX2, currently only available in all-wheel drive versions. The iX2's production run alongside its iX1 sibling and the combustion stuff of the BMW plant in Germany, where about 1,000 vehicles are assembled every day, is all about putting the same uh, uh, one single assembly line but different vehicles down. It's BMW's what was they going to do, the power of choice or something, uh, the, the, the phrase they used over the years with that, which it has to be, and I know zero about manufacturing. There has to be compromises compared to the way that a pure EV maker like Tesla would do it. But either way, BMW have a single assembly line manufacturing both combustion and electric models. They don't split out the production figures for each of those Uh, that come down the line, so we don't know uh, the split at that factory, um, And uh, but that's great news. So if you're looking forward to getting yourself new BMW, that is uh, iX2 now into series production. Let's talk Neo, And you know how in China the prices are going down, down, down of EVs, and it's just the margins are so tiny. Imagine Neo then saying yesterday we're going to reduce our staff by 10 percent. That's how tight things are in this hyper-competitive environment. They want more efficiency to better manage expenses in response to increased competition in China's EV market as the consumer shifts towards plug-in models. Whether layoffs will happen across various divisions with the battery and smartphone segments expected to bear the brunt of those 
adjustments, they're calling them. Uh, Plug-in hybrid sales surging uh, in China over the first nine months of the year, which benefits companies like Liotto and BYD that make the plug-in hybrids. If you're making pure electrics, it's still a good market to be in in China, by the way. I'm not for, for a moment suggesting that EVs are having a struggling moment. Uh, but the staff reduction at NEO is definitely a sign that oh, it's just no let-up in terms of how just competitive that Chinese market is. Had a challenging first half of the year. NEO has been rebounding lately, but 110,000 EVs delivered in the first nine months of the current year. Link in the show notes if you'd like to find out more. Staying with NEO, there's been some Reuters articles recently about how their European adventures haven't really worked so well and they might pursue a dealership model in order to kind of go back to what perhaps people want from uh, buying a car, walking into a dealership. Well, Neo finally had something to say about this and they said, no, the direct sales approach is completely what we are committed to in Europe. Ignore all the rumours about establishing our own dealer network. Unlike companies like BYD and Great Wall uh, and Aura, Neo is not going to use any kind of dealerships to sell its cars and will maintain control over customer interactions, they say. Now, Neo is already in Norway, Germany, Denmark and Sweden, Netherlands. UK will be next year in 2024. And despite the, the complexity encountered in the European market. Neo says it's all about the user experience for them. That's the UK boss and head of sales, Matt Galvin, talking there and saying, no, ignore the rumours. We're not going to have to start to build a bunch of dealerships to sell our cars. Genesis, which is uh, the upmarket bit of, of Hyundai Kia, initially adopted a direct sales model only. But here in the UK, I think they're going to have a small amount of pre- physical presence uh, just to increase their brand so they're moving a little bit away from the, the pure direct sales here in the uk though for the uk launch neo will bring the el6 that's the luxury suv you know think mercedes eqe kind of competitor so you know we're a top end available via financing options they say and yes sold direct purchasing options will include outright buying and subscription for a thousand, around a thousand pounds a month that wasn't final pricing by the way neo's existing markets benefit from a network of sales and service hubs and battery swap stations and neo houses and neo saying that when they expand here in the uk next year in 2024 they want to establish that support network of battery swap stations and hubs before the cars are widely available so that the customer experience, they say, is robust. It's a bit of a chicken and egg thing, isn't it? But you've got to build them. Right, another EV maker reducing their prices. Lucid Air adjusts their pricing. And Lucid reducing pricing across the lineup of the Air sedan. Uh, they say it's a holiday season reduction, which does kind of imply it goes back up in January. But... Uh, But the average cost of an EV has been going down, down, down in the US. Now, it's now $50,000. The air touring model is down from $95,000 to $87,500. That's $7,500 reduction. Uh, The Grand Touring, which is the big daddy, gets a $10,000 price cut, now $115,000. All-wheel drive air pure. Uh, That cost is reduced from $82,500 to $75,000. And the rear-wheel drive Air Pure, they haven't touched. There was also other price reductions back in August as well. I think around the time that the Model S was 
Oh, I may, may, maybe the Model S from Tesla was slightly after that, wasn't it? Uh, that had a new price of $75,000. Well, Lucid's financial position is one that gets talked about a lot, I see on social media, of, well, they're not selling enough cars, they're going to be bankrupt tomorrow. Well, uh, they're backed by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, so they could be here forever, you know, with the amount of money they have. Um, obviously, I'm being slightly flippant. Um, offering a stability, though, over its other competitors and, and EV companies in that space. They're poised to announce their earnings for the third quarter this coming Tuesday in three days' time. Now, I'll finish off by telling you about some courses that I found. If you want to have a look at these, it's something that you might want to um, lean into and have a look. A wealth of online courses are now available to educate yourself on EV technology and the environmental significance as well. There are some online courses from names that I recognize like Coursera um, and Udemy. And the uh, names of the courses are things like Introduction to Electric Vehicles and EV fund- Fundamentals and EV Technology and Infrastructure here. And it talks about uh, an introduction to EV Everywhere and Advanced Electric Drive Vehicle a uh, course here, which is I would much more for technicians and, and professionals, uh, you would say, but also uh, EVs and renewable energy, EVs, history, technology and, and policy uh, by the University of Colorado Boulder and EV battery engineering also offered by Penn State University. So if you're interested in this kind of world of EVs and uh, at the weekend, I like to also bring in not just the news that's happened, but other interesting things that I found on the Internet over the last few days. I found this. I thought it was very interesting. And a new book about EVs is coming. The Electric Vehicle Revolution, The Past, Present and Future is a new publication providing uh, an exhaustive history of electric vehicles according to the description. The book offers a visual uh, narrative journey through the EV development from the mid-1800s to the present day. Highlights include uh, images, uh, ads, anecdotes from the likes of Detroit Electric and Baker as well. Early EVs are a focal point in the book, How talking about how it was wealthy women who really didn't like starting gasoline cars. It was burdensome, it was smelly, and they much preferred electric vehicles. Also, there was specific use cases back in the day, EV taxis and deliveries that happened in New York where there were battery-powered and battery swaps as well in an old repurposed ice rink, and how EVs were the early um, pioneers setting the milestones for the first car that ever did 100 kilometres an hour and 100 miles an hour. They were both electric cars. And it talks about a story I've never heard about uh, with Henry Ford and Thomas Edison's potential collaboration on an EV, as reported by the New York Times. Never happened, of course, but what would we, what world would be li- we be living in if Henry Ford had turned his mass production system to EVs, not combustion? Well, worth thinking about. Hey, book's not out yet. It comes out on, what does Amazon, Amazon say? Thursday, 9th of November. Uh, here it's going to be £25 by the look of it. And you can get that to your Kindle, uh, I think, in the next couple of days. Maybe I'll try and get a couple of copies of that to give away on the show uh, to the listeners as well. I'll grab myself a copy. I'll send it to the Kindle. Maybe I know actually, I'll, I'll get a book. 
I like a book. Uh, and I'll let you know what I think of it. It's out in, yeah, a few days' time. Well, that's our podcast for today. Thanks to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Porsche of The Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley from Nevo.ie and the Nevo EV Review Island YouTube channel, Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made simple with one app and one map, and Lease Plan Electric Moments, providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.